All right, hello. You have part of the WTWO weather team here. I'm meteorologist Savannah Brito. This is meteorologist mm -hmm. Jesse Walker. Um, so we basically, I'm starting this podcast. It's called Pretty Savvy, you know, pretty smart, things like that. <laughs> um, so we kind of posted on our social media accounts just questions that people um, had about weather, mm -hmm. TV forecasting, stuff like that. So we're just going to go over a couple questions um, on myths, folklores, and just questions that people had in general yeah. all kinds of things we're going to talk yes, about yes pretty right. much mm -hmm. so yep. um yeah we're at a station in Terre Haute Indiana um one thing I kind of wanted to bring up first was that I will be leaving next Friday April 1st will be my last day mm -hmm. and a lot of people have been asking yeah. where I'm going right so can't say much yes, right but I can't say exactly where I'm going yet mm -hmm. um I'm transferring within the company though right. mm -hmm. so I'm staying with Nexstar. I won't be far so right. um mm -hmm. if that's a hint but I will be able to announce that on April 11th. That's my start my new job. Mm -hmm. So, right. yeah. We're sad to see you go. I know. You've been here for a year and a half. I know. Yeah, it's, it's been, been great working it's been, with yeah, you. It's been great working yeah. with you. It's been fun. Um, and I think you've learned a lot about weather in the Midwest. It's where you're from. Yes. So this is going to be a good thing for you to, to you know, to keep learning yeah. here in the area. Yeah, we've had a lot of we've had two significant snow events yeah. and then couple of severe weather events but the one in December was probably our biggest event together. That was probably the biggest one right yeah. yeah so you've had all kinds of weather here in this area in, in a year and a half and yeah weather everybody loves to talk about weather so you posted the thing about hey yep. if you have some questions and you got some good questions. Yeah mm -hmm. so I have them up here we pulled them up we're gonna go over a couple mm -hmm. um, so one of the first probably mo more important ones we got I grew up with a tornado watch slash warning I, and was wondering why there was a need to make a finer distinction, tornado watch, warning, emergency. Mm -hmm. So typically a watch, you know, that's kind of, people kind of describe this with the taco thing. Mm -hmm. So taco, oh, tornado warning or watch means that you have all the ingredients there. Some of the ingredients there at least, the conditions are favorable for tornado developments, you know, just to keep an eye on the forecast to watch for mm -hmm. what could happen. Mm -hmm. um, a tornado warning means it was either spotted by um, radar indication, which, you know, we're just watching the radar on Doppler radar. We mm -hmm. can see that rotation. So the National Weather Service will put out a warning or a storm chaser or storm spotter has actually spotted a tornado and it's on the ground. But in the rare cases, there are even tornado emergencies and they put this out particularly dangerous situations. If there's a big violent tornado moving towards a well-populated mm -hmm. area that's when they'll put that out and that mayfield one they did right. have one of those right. out for uh, that the december 10 outbreak yes. i think i think this comes down to um, a lot of times we'll have a tornado warning and it's radar indicated uh, and then it doesn't actually drop the tornado and so the idea of the emergency is it is confirmed it's headed that way it's in, headed into a populated area and i think when you say tornado emergency it makes people maybe um, it's a little bit more serious, serious. and they take it they maybe take it a little bit more seriously because we do know for sure there's something headed that way. Yes, because mm -hmm. most of the tornado warnings we got are radar indicated. Right. Mm -hmm. But when we go on, if there's those black hatched marks mm -hmm. or hash marks, that means that it is confirmed and it's down and headed right. towards an area. Yeah. And you know, when you watch us too, you know, we'll, we'll say it's radar indicated or we'll say it's observed. And then, yeah. you know, uh, even the one you're talking about in Kentucky, they used a pretty strong word. And you remember that? Yeah, catastrophic. Right. So, so. I mean, obviously we knew it was going to be a bad case scenario. and. Very right. sad to see all the damage, destruction, everything how it unfolded. Right. I mean, that next morning, I was in disbelief seeing mm -hmm, that video. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just 10 miles per hour shy of an EF5. And yeah, yeah. I, I think the last time I remember a tornado emergency near us was um, uh, May 2nd, 2012, and it was Henryville. 
and that was a four. Yes. You know, yeah, four. So we don't, those are rare for us to have those, but boy, if you ever hear that and it's in your area, you better I take know. cover. I think mm -hmm. that was the last high risk day per this area. It wasn't for Terre Haute, but it was close. Near here, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's been what at this point? Ten this years coming ago. May, yeah. Yeah, it's been 10 years well, ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so it's been a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So one of the other questions we got was there's an old saying, an east wind is an ill wind. Is there truth in that? And if so, why? It's a good question. And there is truth to that. That, that comes back to what we call a weather folklore. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the phrase I've always heard used with that is a wind from the east is not good for man nor beast. Okay. And uh, this, is this is more in the winter than anything else. But it's because um, if, if you're going to have heavy snow in the winter, you need the storm track to be, say, in Kentucky, the low pressure track. Okay. And the way the air circulates around the low pressure is counterclockwise. So if the storm is in Kentucky and the air is spinning counterclockwise, it comes in from the east. So if we ever have snow in the forecast and you have an east wind, you now know that low, the storm, is south of you and you're probably going to pile up the snow pretty good. So yeah. there's a lot of weather folklores that, you know, they don't mean a whole lot. Woolly worms, things yeah. like that. But this one, wind from the east, is not good for man nor beast or is, is an ill wind many times, especially in the winter, does come true. That's kind of because there's a lot of moisture packed at those south systems, right? Yeah, because it's striking to the south. It has the cold air on, on the top of it. Um, and, and the way that works is usually about 100 to 150 miles north of the track is where the heavy snow sets up. And boy, that, that would put us right in that east wind. Right. So yeah. we need mm -hmm. one in Kentucky to get a big snowstorm. Yes, right. All mm -hmm. right. The last blizzard in this area, too, it's been a long time since that. that 1978. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. We've yeah. had blizzard-like conditions, but the last actual one, 1978. It was knocking snow down, right? Because there was one 2012 or 2013 around there that uh, it day was after Christmas. Of the wind. Yeah, day after Christmas, 2012, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, we had blizzard-like conditions for a little while in parts of the area, but it wasn't a full-blown what we call blizzard. Same year of the Henryville tornado. Uh, that's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy weather. Mm -hmm. Um, I got lots of questions or comments too about, you know, just uh, being thankful for my time here and like the forecast that I've done, mm -hmm. you know, they've, they're like, oh, you're very, uh, you know, your weather stuff, which is really nice hearing that reassuring because like, this is what I was. You love to do. weather. Yes. You've wanted to do weather since you were six. Six. This is. I mean, you you live weather. You know, if you're yeah. if you're not working, you send me a text and you're like, oh my God, did you see this? You know, or, or you know, did yes. you see this? And I mean, it. If you weren't at work, you, you're still always looking at weather, and that and shows your passion. Way. Oh, I know. I, yep. I, it's, it's, it's what we do. Even when we're on vacation, like, you know, <laughs> shouldn't be working. Yeah. We're still, we're always looking at the weather right, patterns. Right, Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then I'd like to know more about damaging straight-line winds. Is that only associated with storms, microbursts? What are prime conditions for this to happen? So our severe weather week was last week in the mm -hmm. state of Indiana. So mm -hmm. what, it started the 13th, I believe. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, uh -huh. That Sunday. Mm -hmm. So basically you just get all of this air force pressure and it's exerted downward at a very, it can be up to 100 miles per mm -hmm. hour. Technically right. that's stronger than an EF zero and an EF one tornado yes. or, uh -huh. or almost. You can kind of get these, uh, I think in EF one, what, that's 65 to 85 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. So it can yeah. be a, it could be up to an EF one. Yeah. Um, and some of this damage could be worse than some tornadoes. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And wider too, because you can get these things called microbursts, which can be can be up to about two and a half miles wide. Yes. Um, and you can even get. We've occasionally had a thing called a macroburst, which is wider, but micro is a little bit more common. But if you think about it, 
tornadoes here aren't nearly that wide. No. So you have a pretty wide swath of some pretty strong wind. And uh, one way I try to explain this to people is that in a storm you have updrafts, and this is air going up. But as air goes up, it gets cold. Well, eventually as this air is being pumped up, it, it gets cold and cold air is dense. And it, eventually it's gonna come down mm -hmm. and it falls. And when it all falls or collapses out of the storm, it comes down, it hits the ground and is forced out in a straight motion and hence the name straight line wind. There's no rotation in that. No, and we mm -hmm. can see, I mean, we saw one of those two weeks ago, three weeks ago. In Sullivan County. Yeah, right. it mm -hmm. was a couple weeks ago. I mean, the damage, I mean, it flipped cars over. Mm -hmm. It like mm -hmm. knocked a camper on its side. Mm -hmm. So like we saw lots of damage still and people kind of got a little confused just because they thought that was a tornado, but they can cause tornado-like damage. Yeah, yeah. straight line wind is um, not only here, but nationwide is much more common than getting an actual tornado. Yes. And I think people think as soon as a tree falls down or whatever, it had to be a tornado, but many times it's actually not a tornado. Right, it's other weather phenomena right, that takes right. place. Mm -hmm. um, okay, the next one's how are average temperatures determined as the climate warms? Does this drive up the averages? So we, I did a story on this, mm -hmm when I first started it, it's been- right, right after the first of yeah. the year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so about a year and a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. um, but we basically look at data off of 30 years, so mm -hmm. it cuts off once it goes to the next year based off of those last 30 years, and that's kind of how we use our data to come up with these averages, but um, yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen a more warming pattern over the last couple of months. I mean, we saw warm December, mm -hmm. we had a cold February last year, but as a whole, I think last year topped off a little warmer. Yeah, I think when, when you did the story, what we did is we took the records over the last 30 years, yes. and I think locally we were a 0.9 degrees warmer mm -hmm. than we were the, the, the prior 30 years that we had done. Uh, and precip, we were near the same. Yes. Uh, so, so we saw a trend of, of warming some um, and near normal on the precip. But, um, and I think people too, when you go back and you look at some of our winters, um, our winters have been a little warmer. Matter of fact, we haven't had a colder than normal winter since 1415, so it's been several years. Even though it felt so cold I know, last yeah, yeah. Year. We've had some cold yeah. periods, but yeah, so the, the, and the averages, by the way, are done that way all across the country, and they're updated every decade. Mm -hmm. uh, so no matter if you're on vacation, you're in South Dakota, mm -hmm. and they, you're watching TV, and they say the average is this. The average is based on the same number of years that we base ours on here. Everybody does them on the same years and right now those years we just redid those uh, based on the what at the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice that everyone we don't have to get confused we're basically all on that same scale. Yes right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right so um, they're asking about snow rollers. We had this in what was it? Oh three. Okay. So it was a long time ago. It was uh, I want to say February of oh three, and it was we believe a once in a lifetime event. Mm -hmm. We we researched it. We couldn't find any records of it or even talking to people. Been around for a hundred years. It was rare. What happened was we had had some snow a couple days prior. It was a very fluffy snow, yeah. dry snow, and then the sun came out and got us slightly above freezing, and we put a little bit of an ice layer on top of that. Then a cold front came through that night, and it got it was just the prime conditions. The winds were strong and it would cause the snow to start to roll. And um, I actually I actually saw it happen out in our front lawn here at the station. And the next morning people were up and, and it looked like these big, uh, like donuts, you yeah. know, there were holes in the middle. Uh, and some of these were as big as, you know, maybe a small trash can. Wow. Uh, they were very large, but they were all over the place. And these happen more common in the plains, in Alaska, place yeah. like that. Not so much here, but it, it's, it was rare. I'm glad people that lived here then got to see that. It's kind of like a tumbleweed, but 
snow. But snow Somebody was saying yeah. that yesterday. Yeah, it's very similar to yeah. that. Uh, and if you and if you want to Google search it, you'll see some great pictures on it. But uh, yeah, it was a very rare event. We do occasionally have small events where you get a few here and there. Yeah. But to that extent, yeah. we think a once in a lifetime oh, thing. The pictures were cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, mm -hmm. I wish I got to see that. Mm -hmm. um, what is it about high slash low pressure or fronts that causes more aches and pains? And we were talking about that a little bit before, but. I don't know if I've ever experienced that. Have mm -hmm. you? I have. Um, uh, when the pressure drops a lot, especially quickly, mm -hmm. uh, first of all, some people and even some of our coworkers here will have a headache, a sinus pressure, yeah. because, like when you get in an airplane and you go up or you come down, you feel the pressure. Okay. So a what lot happens? Of people say stuff about their knees and their knees. Too. Yeah, their yeah. their joints. Yep. So what happens is, is when the pressure drops rapidly, you tend to have more aches and pains. Uh, it tends to be more when the pressure goes low than high. Yeah. And that's why uh, some people say, hey, I can tell you it's going to rain by my knee because the pressure is going low yep. and that's bad weather. Um, high pressure generally doesn't cause as much trouble, but it's usually those rapid drops in pressure, headaches, sinus problems, aches and, and pains, yeah. especially if you have arthritis. So it, it can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And about low pressure and high pressure, if you guys didn't know, Low pressure, like Jesse was saying, that's kind of when we're forecasting more severe or stormy weather, mm -hmm, some mm -hmm. snow. High pressure is kind of when you step outside and it's like, you know, 75, sunny, beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, so, uh -huh. I mean, we like both types of weather, but I mean, obviously everyone loves a 75 and oh, sunny yeah, day. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. beautiful. And we saw that Monday, we started the work week off good and oh, it went downhill from there. And people are waiting for it. It's going to be a while before. I think I know. probably going to be mid-April before we see the trend change, I know. but we'll get some good days mixed in. Hopefully Easter will be nice. Let's hope, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. And then another one that we kind of, I wanted to talk about was that, you know, a lot of people just believe that tornadoes couldn't hit big cities mm -hmm. or like there's a lot of myths that tornadoes, you know, they have, they see a river and they just stop, they mm -hmm. dissipate mm -hmm. or they go around a valley. But mm -hmm. it all depends on, you know, you have to have the wind shear. That's one of the key ingredients mm -hmm. for tornadoes. Mm -hmm. So ground level where your feet are, the wind has to be moving in a different direction than up in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. We have these weather balloons, mm -hmm. radio sons. Um, that we send up in the atmosphere twice a day, but when we have stormy weather, we send them up more than that. But um, basically, we just have to have this wind shear, lots of ingredients for these storms to develop. But I mean, you know, back in 2020, Nashville got hit by that mm -hmm, tornado. Mm -hmm. And then also, we just had a tornado that hit New Orleans. Yep. So I mean, strongest tornado in New Orleans history, by the way, was yes, in the EF, high yep. in the F3. Yeah, mm -hmm. was it? They were saying something about the highest in the state. Was that Texas or the, Louisiana? they were talking about because i uh, probably louisiana okay yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean we've had some crazy weather and we were talking about this yesterday when we had one of our uh, visits our community events it doesn't really matter what's happening at mm -hmm. the ground the tornado mm -hmm. does it doesn't matter it's what's happening up in the atmosphere yep. that's what drives yep. what happens at the ground yep. so what steers that storm is thousands of feet above our head yes. where there's nothing in its way and, and if at the ground there's trees or there's a river or there's a bluff or whatever the case may be it doesn't matter. No, because it's just going to go anyways. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that was one I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, and then we also got some questions on your Facebook page as well. Mm -hmm. um, one of the ones was what causes ball lightning and how frequent is it? So we talked about how rare ball lightning mm -hmm. is, but. Um, it, it's, it's so rare. Well, first of all, ball lightning does exist. Yes. But it's so rare that we don't understand much about it. Um, ball lightning can be very small, maybe the size of a golf ball. Mm -hmm. It can be as big, I've heard of it being as big as a, as a basketball. It's, it's round. Uh, I've heard of cases of it moving down a chimney. I've heard of cases of it you know, hovering over a, a power line or a fence. 
Um, and sometimes when it, when it goes away, it goes away silently. Sometimes it'll make a little explosion noise. Mm -hmm. I've also heard that, you know, it'll, there's a hissing noise with it. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen ball lightning. I've never seen it in person. Yeah. I've, I've studied a little bit about it. Basically, look at it this way. It's a, it's a lightning bolt gone wrong. It, it's, it's a fragment of a lightning bolt that's, that's just hanging out there. And um, the exact ways they're formed, we don't really know. They're so rare. You'd probably be hard pressed to find many pictures or video of it, but it does exist. Yeah. Uh, it can still be dangerous. You want to stay away from it, but there is a such thing as ball lightning. Um, that leads me to to talk about sometimes people say heat lightning. Mm -hmm. You want to take that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's really no such thing as heat lightning, which when I became a meteorologist, Jesse kind of told me about this, but it's basically a storm that's so far off in the mm -hmm. distance, you can still see it, but it's not heat lightning. It's just a storm really, really far away. Yep, yep. And people for years would say, oh, it's been a hot summer day. It's cooling off and it's just heat lightning. Yeah. If that There's heat really lightning no is, is is to your west and southwest, you know, you could see that light off that lightning for up to 100 miles. Yeah. It could be starry skies. We could see a storm coming from Evansville sometimes. Yes, 100 miles yeah, away. So. And you could get hit by a storm in two or three hours. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the topic about heat lightning. But I also was going to bring up that a lot of people, they were asking us yesterday, we see the lightning, but it's actually not the lightning coming down. It's the re return stroke going back up just because our eyes fool us because it happens so quickly, yeah, which is crazy to think about. It is. Most of the time, it's the opposite of what you think. Mm -hmm. It's the return stroke that goes up that you see, yeah. but it's like a magical optical illusion. All the little things you're pointing down, it lights up so quickly. Our brains tell us we saw it coming down, yeah. but usually it's the return stroke that goes up. And lightning can go in all kinds of different directions. You know, it can go in a cloud, it can go above a cloud, you know, all these different things. But um, yeah, it's a little bit misleading sometimes. And also it's very, very hot and that creates the noise that we hear is thunder. Mm -hmm. And you can hear that thunder, you know, many, many times it's many, many miles away. Yeah, it can be up to five times hotter than the surface of the sun. That's right. 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, just thinking about that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why you stay away from it. Yeah, thunder mm -hmm. roars go indoors or if you see it, flee. That's right. Those uh -huh. are two terms you'll hear, hear us using a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'd like to know more about damaging straight line winds. We kind of answered this already. Um, can tornadoes and straight line winds happen in the same storm? So, you know, if you have a tornado, you have that hook, the hook echo that we look for in these crazy tornadoes that we see sometimes. These are usually single cells. You'll sometimes get tornadoes out of a line of storms, but the better and longer tracked ones will pretty much always be in these single cells. You can have, you know, this uh, line of storms and, you know, one area could produce this damaging wind, straight line winds or microburst, and one area south of there, north of there, wherever you're picking in a storm, that could cause rotation, have a tornado. So, but if you're talking about a single cell, you can't really see a tornado and then straight line winds too. Right. At the same time. Yeah, yeah, because the, the way the physics of the whole thing works, you wouldn't have both of them together, but you could right. have them in the same storm system. system. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember if you had any more? I had one that was uh, asked to me, and this I get this a lot, and they said, what, what, what is it about storms that seems like they want to follow I-70? I have had this question asked for so many years. Um, and, it, and it actually has nothing to do with I-70. It has to do with the fact that I-70 lays from the southwest to the northeast. And that's typically how yep. we see storms track. Our prevailing winds carry storms in that yes. direction. So, and, and it's also for us as meteorologists tends to be a good dividing line. We may say, yeah. hey, heavier north of 70, yep. more ice north of 70. 
it, th there's no geographical reason why. It's just the fact that it lays in the same corridor in which our storms move. We tend to use it as a dividing line, but it, yeah. they, they, they move in the same direction. For the most part. Yeah, I mean, we can part. see something like the El Reno tornado. I mean, they do weird things. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. I mean, they could take a dip south, but typically when we're forecasting southwest to northeast for tornadoes or tracks. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's also kind of nice that we have I-70 there because it's literally like in the middle of our DMA, mm -hmm. which is the area we forecast for. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of be like whenever we're forecasting snow or heavy showers, you know, north of I-70, the I-70 corridor, or south of I-70. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice having that in the middle. Yeah, and moving in that direction. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, geographically. It just, it's, it's, it lays in the same direction. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. I hope we answered everyone's mm -hmm. questions. Yeah. We're planning on doing one another a week from tonight. So if you guys have any more questions, mm -hmm. you can always comment them. But um, I will miss everybody. I'll be doing a goodbye and stuff like that. Right. We'll be posting uh -huh. stuff. But mm -hmm. um, hope you guys like the video and subscribe and hit the like button. Got it. All right.